to the first episode of my podcast, That Band Saved My Life. Don't be concerned by the title. None of these bands actually saved my life, and I'm not suicidal. I just thought the name was funny. Moving on. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Coleman. I'm a college student at UO studying philosophy and law. Growing up, I developed a love for music and did a lot of music-related activities. I made a lot of friends who are now trying to get a start in the music industry. They are all really talented, and I think the world could benefit from hearing about their experiences. So this podcast will really just be me interviewing my music friends and other young musicians from the Portland and Eugene areas. For this episode, I spoke with my high school friend Christian Moreno, also known as Kokio on his SoundCloud page. He's a 16-year-old from Bethany in northwest Portland who makes beats in his room. From what I've heard, those beats are pretty good. Some of his songs are purely instrumental. And others use samples from rap tracks. Looks like it's gonna be a great day today To get some fresh air like a stray on a straightaway your own opinions about him. Enjoy the interview, and after you're done, go check out his SoundCloud page. That's Kokio, spelled K-O-K-I-O. We are in Christian's room, and... Studio. Studio, right? That is the correct term. <laughs> so, just wanted to start this off by asking you, why did you choose the name Kokio, and what does that mean for you? Um, so, initially, I was struggling with a name that I felt... I was, like, just struggling with a name that I felt, like, comfortable with, like, having for a long time. And I just was experimenting, just trying to find... Initially, I was just, like, looking at how other people got their names. And then I liked the name Flying Lotus a lot because I liked the lotus part, like, the flower. So I was just, like, looking at some, like, different kinds of flowers. And I found this one strand of this, like, rare flower in, like, Hawaii or something called a Kokio something... Oh. And I just took the first part and named it Kokio, and I, like, stuck with that. Would you consider Flying Lotus to be a, like, big inspiration for what you're doing? Yes. I feel like I was never into electronic music as a kid. I was always listening to punk and just rock music. I never really, like... Because, like, at the time, like, Skrillex was popping, and, like... I mean, I found it interesting, but I never, like, really liked it. Like, I was just, like, uh, kind of sounds like dryer, like, a dryer with a brick in it <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. And so I never really thought of electronic music in a different way that can sound organic and, like, acoustic almost. And just, like, almost like a canvas, like... Organic, that's an interesting way to describe it, because it seemed more, like, mechanical in the past. Yeah, it's, like, to me, it felt like 
digital almost like that's the best way to describe it like it sounded all like you could it just sounded like a computer like it didn't sound like a whole like atmosphere or like a whole like feeling it kind of just felt like electronic music yeah his music always kind (laughs) of reminds me of like rain and like organic settings like you're talking about a lot of or just like yeah door shutting or anything like a lot of that like layers give it um depth and like that organic sound which doesn't sound digital because it sounds like there's a ton of unor or like organic sounds mixed in with the electronic sounds yeah like swarms of like locusts or something which isn't like a pleasant image i guess but it sounds kind of cool as a sound um but enough about flying lotus um what terms would you use to describe the type of music you make um i've heard a lot of different terms i've heard um like beat music is comes up a lot because a lot of people don't really describe it as a genre because it's not people don't like to say electronic because that's kind of just like it's very broad and it's also like not always very descriptive like beat music is also very broad but it's like the whole LA scene is a lot described as beat music like a lot about groove um offbeat drums um sampling that kind of stuff I've also heard um not future trap, but future future beats. I've heard that. Future a lot. beats. What about lo-fi? I don't really have a good idea of what lo-fi really is, but I've always thought of it as like when I was going through your SoundCloud, I thought of that as lo-fi. Am I applying that word correctly? Um, I feel like lo-fi can be very broad, also, and but I also think it's very specific. Like, I would describe like tampa beats as lo-fi like a lot of it's heavily sample sample based and just like um the very distinct like tone of it is um low quality like whether it be vinyl crackle or just like fluttering of like pitch and a lot of it's all about the mood in the aesthetic of the, like, song. That's what I would... Because, like, lo-fi stands for low fidelity. Like, that's where the term comes from. And that's from um, just low quality is basically what that means. So that's, like, it's a very broad term. Like, Mm. to say something is just lo-fi and classify that as a whole genre... Because there's different types of lo-fi. It's not, like, just one kind of lo-fi. Like, there's lo-fi, like, ambient music. And then there's, like, lo-fi beat music, which is, like, Tampa Beats and that whole SoundCloud generation. Right. And is most of the music that you produce on SoundCloud, like, how big is SoundCloud for what you're doing, if that makes sense? Um, I am, 
I start with SoundCloud because I know that's where everyone gets their start because it's a very social platform. Like, it's easy to repost, re- easy to see what other people are listening to. Um, I don't have all my beats on SoundCloud, but, I mean, the beats that I don't have on SoundCloud aren't anywhere on the internet. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have a second account or anything. Like, all the beats that I don't put on SoundCloud are just, like, on my computer that I haven't released yet. Um, yes, it's the music that I feel... I want to display to the public as my best work. Um, the problem I have is that all the songs I put on SoundCloud are, f- like, finished. Like, like, um... No, that <laughs> sounded really weird. Like, I, um... I always like the songs I put on SoundCloud to be, like, full songs and, like, yeah. full ideas. And so I sometimes have problems with just uploading an idea because it doesn't feel complete to me. And I always want to, like, whenever I upload something that doesn't feel complete, I, like, always want to take it. Yeah, yeah, I do understand that. Like, so your your most popular song is When I Dreamt of You. Is that yes. correct? And would you call that your favorite song on SoundCloud? Um, on your SoundCloud specifically? No. Um, I mean, it definitely is a vibe, but um, I just feel like it doesn't really display a lot of my originality in it because there's a lot of people that sound very similar to that song like it's kind of like the stereotypical like soundcloud lo-fi song if that makes sense yeah it kind of reminded me of those videos you see on youtube that people like to do homework to you know (laughs) it it literally has like the the imagery of you know like anime and then yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like very um, but that's like the trend so yeah it's very a trendy song yeah um my friend Quickly Quickly, um, who I'm very close with, his most popular song is very similar. Like, um, it's kind of just a basic lo-fi song, like, sample-based. Yeah. And it's got, like, I think two million plays or something. So it's, like, very <laughs> big. But, like, yeah, I talked to him about it, and he's like... Yeah, I hate that song. So yeah. I delete it. Like that's the worst song I've ever made. But it's like very it's popular. like selling out. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like I hate that song because like <laughs> he's like yeah that song was so easy to make and just like super basic and I don't really like it but it's like really popular. So then, what is your favorite song that you put on SoundCloud? I think. Butterfly Effect is my favorite song. That song took so much, like, like little adjustments and just, like, layering. And I just feel like that's my most, like, perfect song because it's it just, like, conveys the story I was trying to, like, um, like, show. Very, like, it just has a story to it that I feel like... I always want to, like, I think that's very important in me- my music that I listen to, 
and that I like make is telling stories. Like So what story does butterfly effect tell? Because there's no words there, so it's there's yeah, it's not like there's no like specific story like I, it's not like I can describe it. It's just like a feeling. Like it feels like a I guess not a story but a journey, if that makes sense. Like from point A to point B journey. Yeah, that that <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm not as musically inclined, so like I'm like I think a journey is a yeah a better word to use than than, than story, story yeah because it's not yeah really a, there's not like characters there's no there's yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but yeah journey like how it makes you feel listening to it yeah like it feels like you're yeah. going from one place to another and ending and when the song ends you feel like you got somewhere. Like right, it doesn't it's feel like things like, changed, like things, you know, it, it didn't stand still. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I feel is the main difference between, like, lo-fi and a lot of the music that I'm trying to make. Because I try to, my past few songs have been loops, which I, are partially because they're remixes, and I feel like it's hard to add some creativity without it getting too off of like the vibe right because then it becomes a journey because you're moving around all, all yeah the and place. i want it to feel more like a remix than a journey so all my remixes they're more loops and not journeys whereas my solo stuff with no remixes in it i try to make it a journey and more personal than my loops because my loops I just put out there because I like the vibe. I'm not really keeping a journey in mind. It's just something to like listen to and like relax to. And like I was saying, that's the main difference between lo-fi because I feel like I really appreciate a lot of lo-fi producers, but it's very hard to make it feel like a journey because, <laughs> um, because a lot of it's, like, just a repeated loop that is, like, no matter how good it is, like, you can only take, like, two minutes of it before it starts to get boring. Right, because it's just, like, the same thing. You're yeah. not going anywhere with it. That's why, um, I'm, that's why I like, um, I like instrumentals for, like, like stuff like that but i feel like a lot of those some stuff like needs a rapper to like add different um textures to a song so it doesn't get boring i'm yeah that's that's partly why i love your song meek that's that's really good like you did a you really manipulated his voice in a way that i thought it, it felt like it was restrained you know, like, he was kind of, like, holding something back. Okay. Like, yeah. The, but, like, in a good way, you know? Why that song was so fun to make is that song is based off of a, just a freestyle on this DVD. There's no music or anything. It's just him on the streets, just raw as fuck. Just, what? That's... <laughs> just, like, yeah, he's just battling. That's really cool. He's battling this guy, and he just fucking destroys him. Is there, him. like, a video of it? Yes, there is. I can play the original video initially where i found this was from a knowledge song 
that I really liked, and I found the video for it. Oh, so Knowledge samples it? Knowledge sampled it in one song. And Do you know what song that was? Um, or remember what song that was? Yes, I can find it. It was a weird title, because all the songs are weird titles. Um, gotta scroll through his discography. Oh yeah, here it is. Rap tapes. It's Yay M H M. Fuck about the niggas you kill, all the bodies you got. I send my niggas through the body you block. That's weird because the things or the the aspects that knowledge added seem really relaxed. Almost like you're on vacation or you're like driving around a city in a See, different country. That's why I love and knowledge <laughs> so much. Is that he'll take like the hardest, like rawest rap, like acapellas, and just like add like elevator music, elevator like. music, and it's just so like it's such a weird vibe. Like I feel like he's the one that created that vibe. Like I've never heard anything like that. Um, yeah, it's really, it's a really cool mixture of just, like, because you're, like, part of your head is just, like, fuck, yeah. like, damn, this is so raw, but you're also, like, damn, this is also so chill, so you're just, <laughs> like, that's, that's so it's, like, a did. mixed, it's, like, a mixed feeling, and, yeah, I wanted to, um, I wanted to, like, um, go off of what he was doing, because I really like how... Um, he does, um, that, like, kind of relaxed feeling, and it's very, it's kind of also a loose. Oh, here's the video? Oh, yeah, here's the video. Oh, he's just getting into this face, wow. That's where the that's really came from. really good. <laughs> yeah, and never been a huge Meek fan. I'm I'm sure he doesn't care, but <laughs> no, <laughs> I never really got into like Meek Mill until I started listening to Knowledge's remixes and just remixes of his freestyles, and then I started to appreciate just like how raw he is and just how he's very like very smart when he's freestyling, like. Like, all his freestyles have depth, and they all, like, are so smooth and just flow so well. And they're also just very hard-hitting, like, I I hate to say this word, but savage. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's one, um, this is one of my favorite. I can't find the original video. I emailed this guy to ask him where to find it. But I ne he never responded. Um, 
this is guy who's like kind of a knowledge copycat isn't but he's very good at it um his name's third world hurt <laughs> you niggas clowns like brother so fire yeah that is meekville freestyling and there's a beat under it but just his like his attack is just so raw like and just like yeah <laughs> i would not so, want to battle him <laughs> i want to ask you about kind of your your process for making music and i think meek mill would be a good way of going through that process or meek you know the song meek that'd be a good way of going through the process so i was wondering um, like well first of all what software do you work with i choose uh logic pro x all my friends are like nagging at me to get on ableton because they keep saying like dude you can do so much cool shit like you're gonna go ham on it and i know that and i know like all a lot of my favorite people use ableton but just logic's so comfortable for me because I can just get all my ideas out like really fast because I know how to use it and I've like got, learned all the tricks and everything. So eventually I want to learn Ableton, but it's just like that's gonna take a long time to s make that adjustment and switch over. I also really like FL Studio because I know some of my favorite producers, Monte Booker and Xander, use it. And it's very good for the kind of style I like, which is, like, very sporadic, lots of layers. And you can get a lot of the layers really fast out of FL. Um, whereas when I use Logic, it just takes a long time because I need to have separate tracks for every layer. And just, like, yeah, it takes a long time. But it's it's just easy for me to work with. So I brought up the project... Um, Meek, or I just labeled it ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the sample. Or first, I'll play the original sample where I got it from. The song's called 82,000 by Eric Badu. No, it won't be naturally. Oh, and that's where you got that cascading sound. That's that's in the background. So that's where I chose the main sample. Yeah. <laughs> Then I changed the pitch. 
So that's where I got the main sample from. And then from there, I was just focusing on drums. Here, I'll mute all the samples. Did you record the drums yourself? Um, well, they're all um, samples that I found, like drum packs. Um, yeah, I don't really record my own samples because I'm not very good at making it sound professional. <laughs> uh, I wish I could, though. Like, I mean, you do have... I, you're a multi-instrumentalist, right? You'd call yourself that, or... Yeah, I... Because you played bass and jazz band. That was fun. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's very hard to hear in the finished track, but that's just a little layer I put. Fuck about the niggas who kill. So I always start with like a foyer. And that's like the I sounds of the rainforest or Yeah, or VHS. Something, something yeah. to make it sound like raw and a little like, fuzz. <laughs> yeah, I love the like that's like my favorite thing in music is like the textures of the songs. I don't like it when things sound like super clean all the time. Yeah. Like I like that dirty aspect. That's like your aesthetic, you know, especially if it was clean. Especially because the raw be acapella doesn't sound clean. Like it's, Fuck about the niggas. it sounds like it was recorded off of VHS. Yeah, so you kind of have to go with that. Yeah, when I have you're to go sampling with that a rapper, mind. you need to like match the the conditions that they they were recorded in. Yeah. So you sampled that drum beat? Um, no, I made this whole drum beat. Um, like I started with, I usually start with, I usually find the snare, like the pocket, the initial pocket and tempo. So. Just meet me at the top of the block. I got it in by the ten and twenty dollars a pop. What you need? Coke weed? Is you copping or not? And then I add a kick that like grooves with it. Cause you wasting time, nice. dog. My block hotter than hot. But who the fuck want what? So that's like the meat of the whole like like beat is there. So I once I'm done with the meat, then I can add things on top like just meet me at the top of the block i got it in by the ten and twenty dollars a pop what you need coke with just meet me at the top of the block i got it in by the ten and twenty dollars a pop what you need uh like all the shakers and all that stuff and that just adds extra layer of groove to that coke weed is you coughing or not because you're wasting time dog my block out of your hot but who the fuck want Another thing I do a lot when I'm remixing is I do patterns with the kick and other things that go along with his flow. So I emphasize that with a pattern that goes along with it. And I did that a lot with um, my song, Great Day. I want to sing, 
that he's rapping and cool. I feel like that adds another layer of variation so it doesn't just feel like a loop it's like this song is like it is a loop because it's kind of the same thing the whole song yeah but the drums are always changing and that makes it interesting and makes you want to keep listening to it because it doesn't feel just like a stagnant thing and do you ever collab with other artists in the SoundCloud community? Um, yes, I, um, I hang out a lot with my friend Quickly Quickly. He's, um, I'm very gl glad to have that connection because he's very, very big and he's the one that he started reposting my stuff and I got a lot of connections with a lot of very good people like m my favorite connection I've gotten is um this guy named slow your roll he is just like insane like he's gonna blow up like <laughs> he, are they all from Portland he is from um I believe Massachusetts oh and so it's pretty national yeah the community of yeah we beat have makers a, I got this um little um group together with like seven or eight people around um all around the country that um my friend hemlock set it up and he's putting out a compilation of all of us <laughs> and we all work together and share sample packs share songs that we listen to and yeah that's a very good community to be a part of and yeah, slow your roll. We all just like um, share techniques. Like slow your roll taught me how he gets his drums to sound so crisp. Cause that's my favorite thing on his. compilation you were talking about do you have anything other than that lined up for your future will you just keep posting on soundcloud or do you have bigger projects that you're trying um, to move on to yes i have um i am releasing a song pretty soon on night owl collective which i'm very proud of because is that a label that is a yeah it is a label um one of my favorite artists, Xander, was, um, that's kind of how he got known around the community, was through his stuff on Night Owl Collective, so I'm very proud to be a part of that, and I'm really interested to see where that goes. Um, I am also, there's a small label called Dead Gorgeous Records that is putting out, um, a compilation called Musing Volume One. Oh, it's out. I did not. Know. 
But yeah, I'm on my song Cliche is on that and it's with a ton of really good people like um Pondasura uh memories on it. Yeah, a lot of very good people are on that and it's uh now on Spotify and I feel like I'm just learning about this extensive SoundCloud community that I had no idea existed before. Yeah. Um that's a very important part of being an artist on SoundCloud is connections. And yeah, you'll never get anywhere if you don't have any connection. I mean, I guess I wouldn't say that because I mean, like there's people who are like really really good that just came out of nowhere and like didn't really know anyone. But like those are special circumstances. Those are I feel very like. special. Like that doesn't come around that often. Like nobody really just like starts by putting out their best work. Like everyone has to start somewhere, and that's usually on SoundCloud. We're just putting out ideas, whether they're bad or not, getting feedback, getting connections, and improving your like craft. Are you planning on ever doing a live performance, or have you done one in the past? Um, I am doing a live performance with my friend Caleb Meese, who goes under Wiles. He's a rapper. Um, and, yeah, we just worked on a song that I think is coming out soon. I don't know when he's putting it out. But, yeah, I'm just... It's not any of my own stuff, other than the song we made. I'm just kind of DJing his stuff, and that's at Roseland Theater. Oh, wow. This, that's yeah. a pretty good venue. Yeah, it is. I'm very proud to be a part of that. <laughs> um, I think believe that's the 28th. Not totally sure. Sorry. <laughs> I should know better. But um, How much are tickets? I don't know that either. <laughs> I, I kind of just... Got like, a lot of details there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was just like, yeah, you should DJ for me. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> So that's all I know, really. Solid, solid. That's kind of how... No past live performances? Uh, no, I haven't done any live performance other than, like, at my school, just DJing stuff. Oh, you did it at Sunset? Was yeah. that for Apollo's Unplugged? No, it was just, like, um, at the beginning of assemblies and during the carnival. And I played some of my own stuff, but I'm mainly just, like, things people want to listen to and just remixes that I've found and on SoundCloud and just yeah stuff like that but um yeah over the past like year SoundCloud is or like ever since I've really started getting part of SoundCloud it's really helped me like find artists that inspire me and just like artists that I'd never knew of before and just like watching them grow with me is also very good to see like my friends that I've started working with they're getting bigger like my friend Soy Roll is um now he's getting connections with Majestic Casual which is a very big label a lot of these names are just going over my <laughs> head so I'm gonna need to do a little I should have done research before this but Nah, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I, I gotta check some of these guys out. You've given me a lot of leads on new music to listen to. But yeah, Slowly Roll, who I was talking about earlier, my friend, um, 
he had just got connections with Majestic Casual, which is a very big label. Like, that's how Muramasa and... Oh, so Majestic Casual is not an artist. They're a label. They're a label. All right, yeah, I misunderstood. They're there. a very big YouTube channel, like 4 million subscribers. Like, yeah, if you get on there, there's a very big chance that you're going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of my dream to get on there. I feel like you're on the way. I mean, you definitely seem dedicated to what you do. And yeah, I mean, I love your Snapchats, as, <laughs> as I've already said. I started with just like doing it for fun, just because I was inspired by Flying Lotus, and then I didn't really take it seriously, like until like hmm, when did I first put out my first song? Because initially I never had anything on SoundCloud. It was just me messing around and stuff yeah how old is your soundcloud channel yes like my first song was out a year ago i think last summer and or wait no two summers ago because i met graham quickly quickly at um u of o jazz camp and that's how that's how we met and we um it was kind of funny. We didn't, like, talk at all, like, the whole, like, time we were there until, like, the very last day. And when I, like, saw him making beats, I was like, oh, you make beats, too? And <laughs> just, like, sharing at the coffee shop all our beats. And, like, I showed him some of my stuff, and he's like, damn, this is, like, really good. Like, you should start putting stuff out on SoundCloud. And that's when I started, I put out my first song, When I Dreamt of You. That was the only song I had on SoundCloud. And he reposted it, and it got really really big pretty quickly and that's when I realized I should probably start taking it more seriously and has has taking it more seriously taken away from the fun of the whole thing um no because I'm not ever like money has never been a thing with me like everything is just for fun still but what I mean by seriously is just like um putting out stuff and just like making connections and getting in touch with labels stuff like that that i need to like establish myself more professionally than just like oh i make beats and never release anything because like that's not going to get you anywhere (laughs) yeah is it nice having your room be your recording studio yes because i can just wake up and just start doing stuff and just like yeah it's really fun to just have it right here accessible thanks for this interview christian and is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners uh don't do drugs stay in school perfect thank you (laughs) all of the music you heard at the beginning of the show was produced by christian moreno and can be found on soundcloud you heard us talk a lot about his song meek i thought i'd play it at the end of the episode Thank you for listening. Fuck about the niggas who kill all the bodies you got. I send my niggas through the body of block. Right man, right on your mommy and pop. We on the highway to hell when you riding the knock. You need work? Just meet me at the top of the block. I got ten, five, ten, twenty dollars a pop. What you need? Cold weed and you coppin' the knock. Cause you wasting time, dog. My block hot and hot. But who the fuck? Point, point. None of y'all. You kill none of mine. I'm about my money, y'all. When you broke, 
the AR, hit your arm, hit the mouth wall. Show you how I get that dope. You got X on block, so move O's like that toe. Find a connect, get that flow. Better have your fiends racing like on the mark, get set go. I'm the nigga with the sick ass flow. In the hot lines, I'm on the corner like a stop sign. By the Chinese door, I feel like a Chinese door. Two twins like a Siamese boy. You don't know, I'm a Chinese boy. Look, they call me Big Mill and don't say that shit. I keep a case of 50 shots and I spray that.